0: Welcome to How to Hustle with Talent Atelier, dedicated to placing the very best people into the fashion, beauty and luxury lifestyle industries. Talent Atelier are based in Shoreditch in London and work internationally with senior through to C-suite level talent. Essentially, we're a dating agency aiming to create love stories between businesses and people. This episode is focused on something we've probably all experienced in our working life at some point, whether it was being fired out of a cannon in a spectacular ball of flames or dropping the mic from a job that was just dreadful, we have all been there. Uh, Today, we're focusing, obviously, I think you've probably guessed it by now, on being fired, getting made redundant and things just generally not panning out the way that you thought that they would. Um, we're aiming to split this into some manageable segments uh, that should hopefully help if you are maybe going through a career breakup at the moment or have just recently been through one or just want to take a trip down miserable memory lane and <laughs> have some lulls <laughs> at what's happened to us, um, then welcome aboard. Uh, right, so Joe, let's initially talk about the wrong job or... A completely bananas business or something else where you just like you get in and the sirens are going off?
1: Yeah, well, this has happened to me. So welcome aboard my journey. I joined a business and I just did not get on with a key person there. Uh, This resulted in me getting jetpacked out of there. The worst bit was that I had to beg to keep my job as I was still sorting my mortgage out. Lol. Um, I also had a job where we had to listen to the same 30 breathy covers over and over, despite only four of us being in the office. Um, The worst bit of that was identifying the person with a madman in the interview and still joining the business because I thought I could tame the beast.
0: I told you that he was crazy. I I did could not. Yeah, yeah, he was bananas. Um, So some other examples of the wrong job slash a mad business might be a company that have said to you, that they really, really, really want to change their vision. They're committed to making something really beautiful, that they want to overhaul their product and their outgoing content. And they're really super supportive of everything you've done. And they're thrilled to have you on board. And you get there and it's a rusty old ship and it will not change. It's not changing. It's not going to change. They're never going to do digital. It's just not going to happen. Or they're not going to actually bring on the team that you thought that they would. They don't get it. They've yeah. got no money.
1: There's loads of different reasons. Where does ego come into this? Uh, right, right at the very beginning in the interview process. Mm-hmm. Because this business has headhunted you for a job and you think you can come on board and make it different. Mm. Um, so they're flattering you. They're blowing
0: smoke up your ass. Um, and yeah. you, you it could also be a founder-led business where they've been saying that they really really want you I mean I actually I could give an example of a founder-led business not this one because obviously this one's great but um, uh, I worked and Joe was working with me actually at the time Mm -hmm. um, for a big uh, headhunting business and we ended up with a very well-known rapper who wanted to create a fashion label and wanted to hire lots and lots of staff and he had a habit of literally just kind of saying, I want this person from this brand. And so because of his gravitas, we could phone up that person from that brand and they would go and meet said famous person and he would he also had a lot of money so he he could hire whoever he wanted so he would he would bowl them away because he would be so creative and it would be such an intensely amazing conversation and a meeting of minds and he hired a lot of staff and they all came on board but what he'd actually done is hire duplicates of all the same people so there were about five creative directors all sat in the same room looking at each other um, while he walked around um rapping about what the fabric Um, of the product would be but yeah so all of those people who all I should say didn't come from me I wasn't sat there putting like every single creative director but what would happen is that he would meet them they would all be absolutely bowled over and flattered and join the business and then obviously it was crackers and didn't work out Um, there's also the experience of coming on board to a business sitting down and realizing there's actually someone doing a hell of a lot of the job that you thought you were being brought on board to do
1: yep that's, all, that's sometimes a situation when people hire um, a digital director and then they've got a head of marketing that's been sat in the business for a long time and they think that they also do... Did, did, did,
0: digital. Digital. <laughs> do? <Didgeridoo. laughs> they do <laughs> <laughs> um And then also, if you've had a lot of gravitas in a business and then you've left because someone's been like, you're joining our business and you get there. And then, yeah, I think it can often
1: feel like you're at a party you weren't invited to. Mm. uh, And you join and sometimes people's heckles are up. So yeah, you've got to tread carefully there, but Mm -hmm. also
0: maintain firm that you got hired to do a job in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, and what about your reporting structure as well? If you're coming on board and you think you're reporting into one person? And then yeah. it turns out that you're reporting into someone more junior or someone that you just think is a bit of a dweeb. You can do that. So bringing back the word dweeb. Dweeb. There. Rude dog. Rude dog on the dweebs. Showing my age. There we go. Yeah.
1: Someone we know joined a business reporting into the CEO, but just couldn't do her job because she was circumnavigating the MD. Uh, their heckles were up and she discovered this really quickly and has moved on before her confidence was affected round of applause there yeah so um but you know really good but she's also quite a forthright person so you'd expect that from somebody like that so how do we identify when it's just not working
0: I think you've got to, first of all, look about how you cope with change. Because if you've just, there's two sides of this. Like, if you've been in a business a long time and then it suddenly starts not working, that's one thing. But if you join a company and it's not working initially, like, Is it because you can't necessarily cope with change as well as you would hope? I don't cope with change very well and I find it quite difficult to transition from job to job, even though I help people do that all the time. For me, it's quite a difficult thing and I I know that I felt really nervous. So is it that? Is it a difference between being nervous and finding your feet and kind of learning where to make a cup of tea? Or is it actually pure instinct of something not being right? So. I think maybe reflecting back and having a think about what you're going home and, and and bringing home to your housemates or your husband or your wife. And if you're sat there feeling like stressed out and pissed off, or if you're going home and just being a bit like, oh, I just don't know kind of what I'm doing yet, because it takes about six months to bed into a job realistically. Would you agree? Yeah,
1: it does. And I think you need to think about, you know, it, it's not just the job, but it's the people and mm-hmm. the environment surrounding it. Mm. And a probation period is for you
0: but it's also for the business as well yeah so yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's standard it's like about three months for a probation period mm-hmm. and sometimes it might get extended and that's not necessarily a, necessarily a reflection on your perform. I mean it might be you might be terrible but it's not necessarily a reflection on your performance it might just be that the business needs a bit more time to understand what you are bringing to the table um I think uh, it's important at this point to get a read of the room as well and see what
1: other employees are like in the business. Mm -hmm. Is everyone walking around miserable? Because there's a good chance that you may be
0: Yeah. And is there lots of bitching and kind of conversations like that going on? Is it just if you walked into a negative environment, sometimes that can turn into something really positive because it may be that there's going to be like a mass exit of neggy people and then you'll be there and then you've been brought on as the new guard. So keep that in mind. And you can
1: affect change as well.
0: Yeah, completely. But if you're walking in and it just seems super toxic and you're just a bit drained, um, then take stock And see if it is an environment that you really want to be in. Um, And it's probably better to get out before your probation period properly kicks. Well, before you finished it, because then your notice period is likely to be shorter or a week. And it depends on the environment as well, doesn't it? Because if it's a small office, um, if it's like a small office and you're just working directly with the founder, and you've got in there and you're like, oh my god, this is dreadful. um, It's very different to if you are working in a big established business where it might there might be a bit more room to hide and find your feet.
1: Yeah, and sometimes if you've if you've come from the opposite type of brand mm. and gone into the other it might not be for you. Yeah. So you've got to understand if you can fit into that team dynamic.
0: Completely. I had a friend recently who took a position with a brand that he was ridiculously excited about because it's absolutely gorgeous, super cool and theoretically should have been the perfect job and it just turned out that that business just wasn't set up really in a a way that anyone could necessarily succeed and so he was going to work every day and coming home and just feeling absolutely miserable and was being asked to do sales and marketing and creative and uh, also having to go and visit factories and doing all sorts of different stuff and it just wasn't really it wasn't going to be possible to make it work and I think it takes a lot of an emotional intelligence to be able to take stock and say okay you know what I just I can't do this so it's mm. you know it's I think the 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 fear of how you're going to look in the future or how it's going to reflect back on you or how you're going to explain it to people can often keep you locked into something that might not be right yeah everybody has it in their head I hear this so much that people think they should stick out a year yeah what's the, what's the difference like you'd never just say that to, to someone that off. was having a terrible terrible relationship no one would be like stick i'm dating year this year guy he's awful you. and he really smells and i just absolutely hate him and he wears bad shoes and we never go out anywhere nice um but i'm gonna date him for a year because um yeah i just think we're just gonna try it out like that's not gonna happen like think of your whole career as a dating process we always say that um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like all the dreadful dates that I've ever been on in my life and then being like no no I'm no no carry got on to do a year do a year's work it's the, big, just the obligatory year the obligatory year um okay so you have identified it's not going to work out you're like you know what this isn't going to work because sometimes you just get a rumbling in your gut that if you can't sleep at night yeah it's if, probably not working if you're waking up at four o'clock in the morning and you're thinking to yourself what's going on it's it's probably on the cards Um, so what do you what's your recommendation if you've got if you've got a feeling that something's going to happen what would you say is your first port of call just so you can kind of take control of the situation
1: Um, keep your cool and approach it logically Mm -hmm. so everyone's invested loads in this process if you think about the timelines for a recruitment process average of 8 to 12 weeks for one process Mm -hmm. And then there, you're waiting three months to join the business because you've got a notice period. Yeah. And then you join the business and then three months. That's almost a year of everyone's time that's gone into mm-hmm. you onboarding in a business. Yeah. They definitely want a positive outcome either way, whether you stay or whether you go. Mm. So I think it's really important to bring your best self to work in that time and not drag other people into this.
0: Yeah. the the, don't go down the pub and start bitching about stuff it's not the time to do that it's not it's not to get advice from people who might be pissed off themselves or who've left because you just end up with a toxic view of something the other thing is sometimes I've been in a position where the business um, couldn't I think they just couldn't face the emotional side of letting someone go like I got made redundant just before I started talent atelier and subsequently it turned out to be the best thing that had happened to me but the emotional journey that I went through during that time was so hard and I think it was a mixture of me getting an inkling that something was going to happen but the business not knowing what they wanted to do um, uh, the, the the founder of that company had an incredible an incredible business that was not a headhunting company and I'd been brought on board to set something new up and it needed uh, more investment because we were growing, which was great. But when I started to try and book things like my honeymoon, when I was getting married, and also booking flights to go and see some talent and some businesses in New York and Paris, I found that I was really struggling to get those things organized. And I was a bit like, hey, is it me? Or is it you? And it kind of skittered around for a few weeks and just ended up getting a bit like awkward. And eventually I sat down with the founder and I, I had a conversation with her. And then it was almost like, again, back to the relationship thing, it was almost like she was like, oh, thank God, someone's actually brought this to the table and now we can deal with it. Discuss it properly like adults. Yeah. So that's, you know, it doesn't matter if you're working for like a proper company, it's still really hard for people to let you go. So you you sometimes might have to just take control yourself and then you'll feel a bit more ownership and you'll, you'll know... Um, you might make the process easier on everybody sounds like a ridiculous thing to, to have to be like hey make me redundant but actually yeah head it off at the pass and then it might turn out in a more positive way um,
1: it affects your confidence doesn't it on a daily oh basis God, if yeah. you think you're going to get fired
0: makes you th- feel like absolute oh it's just dreadful you can see it and it's the sadness that kind of hangs over you yeah yeah shuffling around and it's like I'm a confident you know normal person and if this just isn't working yeah and you're shouldering that and really this podcast we're doing it because we just want people to know that it does happen daily to everybody that you know and you rise out of it and it's okay do you you need to find your contract first and foremost though that's a really good piece of advice people never know where they are
1: people don't know where they are do you know where yours is Uh, No, no, no. No, I don't know where it is.
0: (laughs) So find your contract
1: and uh, begin to look through any non competes you may have because you're at your level in your career, you're probably privy to some pretty secret information. Mm -hmm. So
0: you need to sort those things out. Yeah, completely. Um, Yeah, find your, and don't be shy about asking for your contract from HR if you work for a bigger company or even a smaller one. It doesn't, they're totally fine to give it to you. If you say, I'd like to see a copy of my contract because I'm just getting my home kind of housekeeping in order and I've noticed I can't find a copy of it. No one's going to be like, oh, are you looking to leave? And if they are, let them say that. They're not going to, You know, they, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Just get your contract because it's an important thing to have anyway. Um, get your CV in order and make sure that that's all kind of tidied up so that if you do need to exit, then that's not something that you have to think about
1: understand also what you want from an exit package Mm -hmm. if you are coming to some mutual agreement Mm. yeah sometimes it's predetermined by uh your behavior or your probation period anyway they don't Mm -hmm. have to give you an exit package but if it is a mutual agreement you will get one
0: yeah completely um right
1: So what about the future and rising out of the ashes, Rachel?
0: Um, Again, everyone has got a failed job in their history. Uh, My favourite one myself is when I was 19 and I got a job in London, which was like a big deal because I lived in Hertfordshire. I got a job in London with a beauty salon. Oh, yes. And um, I got there. This is what I trained in originally. It was
1: in W1, so it was very glamorous.
0: No, it wasn't. Or so she thought. Well, yes, I know. Well, I thought it was going to be really glamorous. I was absolutely thrilled about this job. I skipped to work in my new outfit and I was like, oh my God. And when I got there, I realized it was absolutely dreadful. And the woman who ran it had like a shop downstairs and then a beauty salon upstairs. And she literally opened up and left me to run the whole thing and uh, I couldn't work the till and there were hundreds of people trying to buy crap and I just Jessica Nail varnishes it it was literally (laughs) like a three for two day or something she just buggered off and I was left running that and then also all these people came to the salon who had these funny kind of weird appointments booked in the diary and some of them had like burns on their face because they'd had electrolysis and it had all gone wrong or they were booked in for like just it was awful I had the worst day ever and I was absolutely dreadful and then the next next day I went in and this woman disappeared again and I was like, you know what, I just can't deal with this. And I locked the shop up at lunchtime, posted the keys through the letterbox and then fucked off. Yeah, (laughs) I disappeared. (laughs) I never went back. And uh, yeah, and I just posted my little uniform back in the post. And I've never done that before or since Um, i've never literally morphed into the wall and never been heard from again but it was just the worst thing ever so anyway that was my mega failure um i've had stuff since obviously i had the made redundant thing but like that was my worst thing i think ultimately (coughs) because i was at an age as well of being so awkward um i think also you've got to read elizabeth day's book how to fail because you will just learn from that as well that everybody has had a failure and from out of that comes wonderful things and even if you're going through something absolutely dreadful at the moment eventually you'll be able to look back on it and it will have you'll be through the something. other side exactly now how to talk about what's gone on this is where people get really really sticky I saw someone yesterday who is an absolutely incredible designer but she has had a contract that's come to an end absolutely fine and she's really worried about how to talk about her next step so the classic thing is such an easy phrase it's like hey I've just taken some time out I'm aligning stuff I'm doing a couple of personal projects that could be holidays. It could be moving house. It could be yoga. It could be whatever you want. Um, uh, and then I've been consulting for a friend's business, and I'll probably be around in maybe I don't know October. I'm going to start some freelance. So if you hear of anything, la la la. So it's yeah. just the upbeat way of which you're talking about things, and you're saying stuff in a in a manner that people will find like, oh, I'm jealous of that. They're taking mm. some time out. They're aligning themselves. They're doing positive things. They're reading books. They're going to yoga. They're going on holiday. I'm say you know. so
1: jealous when people come in and see me and they're like glowing yeah. from
0: relaxation yeah I mean it might be that you're actually sat at home shitting your pants because you haven't found a job yet and you're worried about how to pay your mortgage so and what? we get just that don't say but, but don't say it come across as confident excited about having some time out and really really reflect that be in touch with your ex-colleagues be in touch with your friends just make sure that you're plugged into a network but aim to not seem desperate I know like saying that is like a double negative but when you're sat there saying like oh, what's it like out there it's awful no one wants to hear that it doesn't matter if it's a no. recruiter a business or a friend no one wants to hear that so just make sure that you are coming across as like yeah you know what I'm just kind of I'm just putting myself out there here I am this is what I'm doing at the moment and and just be a nice person to talk to so that people aren't sat there listening to you Talk through your woes of what went wrong in your last job. Be like, you know what? Just didn't work out as one of those things. Now I'm moving on. It's absolutely fine.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you can take a read of the room on that because if you show that you've learned from an experience... Yeah, yeah then I think that's important mm-hmm. I think it's good to say you know it wasn't the right job for me but mm. why and what jobs are you applying for now that are going to be different to that situation yeah if it's you know I come from a big corporate background and I went into a founder-led business and it just didn't work mm. then don't apply for jobs that are with tiny founder-led yeah. businesses because
0: it's going to be the same again yeah um it's yeah it's a time for self-reflection and to and to and to turn everything into a a positive it is hard and the emotional drain of something not working out is awful because in any relationship if it's not working out it makes you feel like you can't get up for work and you feel sad and you might feel a bit sick but the more process you put into it and the more control you can try and ascertain over the whole thing then the better it will be and yeah that's all you can do really you need to I always advise people
1: when they come and they've they've had a bad experience not to spend more than two hours a day looking for a job or
0: oh god trying to
1: book meetings in yeah use that time to get inspired and get your confidence back Mm -hmm. in different ways and that could be like charity work or relaxation or yeah
0: exercise listening to podcasts traveling and and reading and just doing like going to an exhibition and just trying yeah plot your week out like look at your week and schedule it as if you were work yeah yeah be like okay today I'm going to the gym tomorrow I'm doing this la 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 and the more stuff you fill your life with the less you will feel like you're Mm -hmm. losing the plot because you can feel like that yeah um okay so let's do a little synopsis then so I would probably say if you're experiencing a job that's just awful Um, or you've been fired, or you're getting made redundant. Keep you cool. Uh, There's no need to inflame the situation, and you don't want to be that person that is notorious for having caused a lot of issues.
1: And trust your gut, because it's normally right on these
0: things. Yeah. Um, Make sure your personal housekeeping is in order. Know where your contract is, get your CV sorted, tidy up your LinkedIn, like Google your name, and make sure that whatever comes up is positive and if it's not, try and clean it up. I used to have an issue myself where if you Googled my name before I got married, it was a porn star. Thankfully, I that don't have good. that anymore because I've got a double-barrel surname anymore. But but and our old researcher had a porn star's name as she well. Didn't had a, she yeah, she had a porn star's name. Anyway, so hopefully you won't have a porn star's name. But basically, Google yourself. Make sure there's not loads of old tat hanging around on the internet with any pictures or articles or anything that you old MySpaces. Old MySpaces. No, yeah. <laughs> anything like that, just get it on lockdown, tidy it up, take the chance to kind of like clean up your online presence and find your contract. Uh, keep in touch
1: with old colleagues and don't badmouth your employer just stay positive
0: yeah always and don't gossip about stuff because it, it never brings good stuff um, towards you and remember that everyone's been there in some capacity and what might seem like a terrible situation it will probably eventually calm down and you'll be left to move on and then rise like a wonderful beautiful phoenix get your next job or start freelancing and positive vibes will come your way
1: yeah, and then if your, um, if your last role was less than three months, you can just delete it off your CV and pretend
0: it never happened. Bin it off your CV. And if it was three months or more, consulting role. I was just consulting. I was just consulting. I was just consulting. Don't get locked up in like, what will happen if you get referenced. Cross that bridge if you come to it and you can talk about things then and just say, I was consulting because it just wasn't the right thing. And that's fine. There we go. Leave it there. Yeah, literally leave it there. And with that we will leave it there there we are this is the end of the episode so if you've got any questions or anything that you would like to talk about we will put information in the show notes and you can email us at podcast at talentatelier.com our website, talentatelier.com, um, also has lots of resources on there, lots of interesting interviews with the talent that we represent as well, as well as some case studies about things that we're doing. So if there's anything else that you'd like us to focus on, we will be doing a recording of a podcast, hopefully once every couple of weeks, um, depending on what our personal workloads are like. And thank you very much for listening. Okay. Thank, you. thank you. Bye. Bye.